Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast. We are very excited about today's call, but before we begin the interview, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching, with our product of the week. Jesse, tell us about the product that you discovered. This week, the product is something that is so important and so necessary, and it's a comfortable but beautiful pair of shoes. It's called the Sari by Diables, S-A-R-I, and it comes in a variety of colors, and it is just a really classic, simple shape that can go with just about any outfit. Awesome. Now, is this used primarily for appearances, swimwear, evening gown? What are the uses? So there is a beautiful nude color patent heel version. It's three and a half inches in height and there's a peep toe. So it's a classic pump with a peep toe. And that would be actually perfect for interviews in the National American Mist system, in the IJM system, where you're looking for that classic appearance. Um, But the other versions have a little bit of a sparkle to them. There's a black, a champagne, a silver. Um, So I would say mostly for appearances as they they do have a little bit of a weight to them, a bulk to them, um, because they are so comfortable. So they may draw the attention unfavorably in evening gown and swimsuit, but interview, go for it. That's great. Now, um, what's the cost of this and where can they find the shoe? They are $65.99. They can be found at shop.thepageantplanet.com where we always have free shipping. And again, it is such a great shoe because you can wear it for a night out when you're in appearance at a school. I mean, really from day to night, they're perfect. And they just have a little bit extra than a solid color to give it that glam factor that a pageant girl, let's face it, always needs. Yeah. And it's really challenging to find a shoe that will also work in real world like it will in pageant world. (laughs) Yes. And this shoe particularly has a very, very slim platform in the front. So it's not going to add a ton of extra height, but what it does is adds that all day comfort. So rehearsal outfits and days where you know you're going to be on your feet from sunup to sundown, it's going to get you through it because, of course, when you have a shoe that is right up against the ground, it's a little bit harsher on your foot. This has that extra element um, to make it wearable for, for day-long appearances. That's great. Okay, one last time. What's the name of the shoe and where can they find it? It's the Sari by Diables, S-A-R-I, and you can find it at shop.thepageantplanet.com. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, sponsored by the Pageant Planet Shop, where you can literally find everything that you need to successfully compete. If you need to buy it for your pageant, you can find it in our shop. I mean, from butt glue to pageant swimwear to pageant shoes to even some wardrobe items. I mean, we got you covered. Literally everything that you need to buy can be found in our store. Just go to shop.thepageantplanet.com and um, you get free shipping on all the products all the time and every week we have some sort of crazy deal that we're giving away something i mean we just we just love to give away stuff so uh, yeah buckle um so i'm super excited about, about today's call we have on the phone aaron stanfield miss face of the globe 2016 and in april finalist from all over the world competed in the grand finals of Face the Globe. The finals attended numerous events throughout the week in both London, and then you like jumped on a train, then you went to Paris. Um, and it was like such an awesome event down in Disneyland Paris. I know that because 
I was there. Um, and Aaron like captured the international title and was crowned face of the globe 2016. And I believe she and her posse there, I mean, the whole team, they were the first Australians to ever really be crowned. So Aaron, welcome to the call. Hi, Stephen. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, I mean, the feeling's mutual. Now, am I accurate in to say that I, I thought I remember hearing that when I was out in London and Paris with you all that like this is the first time like Aussies took home the face of the globe title and you almost did a clean sweep. No, we did do a clean sweep. We had all four girls were from Australia that won all four divisions. <laughs> oh my gosh. And yes, it was the first time they did win uh, the, the, any any title, and we we did it uh, in the way that you like to do it, and um, took out it all. <laughs> Straight dominated, which is great. And so, a fun fact about Aaron, and this is something that I learned out at Face the Globe when I was there was if you've seen this viral meme going around where it's basically a Barbie and she has these massive oversized earrings and then it's like pageant girls be like, nope, not big enough. Well, Aaron was the creator of this meme. <laughs> and um, somehow she put like her little, you know, Aaron down there and then somebody ripped her off and then it went viral and she didn't really get the love. So, daggone it, we are giving you the love right here. We're letting oh, the world, thank the, you. Yeah, we're letting the planet of pageantry know you were the mastermind behind the crazy viral meme. I was. Thank you. I've even got my big earrings on today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, okay. So, everybody that's watching right now and are listening um, via the podcast, they're all wanting to know, okay, those things are great. How do we win? How do we be um, Aaron? Or in this case, how do we be an Aussie that just dominates? So tell us, like, <laughs> what, what did you focus on when preparing for the international competition? Um, that's a great question. I Everybody goes about it differently. Um, my biggest thing is to calm myself down. By nature, I'm a very excitable person. Uh, I'm very hyperactive and I tend to talk really fast when I'm excited. Apologies if I start to do that today. <laughs> um, but the biggest tip I could probably give um, for anybody is the, the weeks leading up or months even, I started months out, um, calm down, try meditation. I get on herbal teas. I cut out all sugar from my diet because that's, as we know, that's a yo-yos your emotions, uh, peaks you and then crashes you. Um, I cut out all caffeine and just really tried to center into into Erin um, because that's essentially what the judges want to see. They want to see you. Um, so I try really hard in the lead up to find myself. I go for walks, get fresh air. Uh, I sit on, I live right next to the beach. So I sit on the beach and, you know, calm down and deep breathe and just try and find the essence of who I am and really connect with what I want to portray during pageant week. Now, I love the fact that you gave up caffeine and sugar, not from the vantage point that you were trying to get you know, swimsuit ready or something special of that nature, but it was to ground your emotions. Where did yes. you learn about that? Because it's quite fascinating. Um, actually, from my mom. <laughs> Shout out to mom. <laughs> uh, my beautiful mother is uh, just an incredible human being. Uh, I think you've met her at the national finals. Um, she and my father both eat, uh, get ready for this, gluten, wheat, dairy, sugar, preservative, yeast, alcohol, um, and lots of other things free. They basically just live off fresh fruit and vegetables. Um, 
And they have found from that that they are much clearer in themselves um, and much clearer in their way of thinking, their way of living, and in the way that they deal with emotions and issues and things that come up in day-to-day life. Uh, so it was actually my mum's suggestion because she has seen from a young age how hyperactive I am and she's seen how things like sugar and red cordial and lollies um, change my personality. So she sort of said, why don't you try and see how you'd go if you sort of gave it up uh, and really connected back to yourself. So shout out to mum and thanks for that. <laughs> that is awesome. No, I mean, it's. I think I've, and probably everybody watching too has probably had the majority of those things over the last two days. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> now, is that how you somewhat mentally prepared for the competition too, like through your diet, or did you do other factors too that helped you? Absolutely. No, the diet's the main one for me. I find that it just it's an instant fix for me. The minute I cut out all those stimulants, I just find myself much more able to mentally deal with things Um and my emotions, I'm able to control my emotions and sort of take a step back from a situation and go, okay, that's not as big a deal as you're making it out to be. Just, you know, calm down. Um, but another mental preparation for me is um, I do a lot of – I solve the world's problems in the shower. <laughs> I, um, I like to sit in the shower and uh, – or stand, sorry, in the shower and just think about every aspect of pageant week, what to expect, what I could – what might happen, what might not happen, uh, what I might say in interview, what I might not say – um, I, I run through scenarios in my head constantly about what to expect so that I'm mentally prepared for any scenario that might present itself. Which is awesome. I mean, did you do that in the shower just because, I mean, that was your only alone time? Was there a strategy behind <laughs> it? Was there a strategy behind your thought process or you just kind of let your thoughts go and you just guided them more towards the positive nature? I'd say I let my thoughts go and guide it more towards a positive nature. Um, and it's not just singular to the shower. It's, it's every day. It's all the time. Um, driving to work's another one or driving in the car, long trips. Um, you just, you, once you, I let my mind just sort of wander and you sort of think, right, you know, what scenario might present, uh, at speech night or what might I say in my speech? So you sort of, I focus on one topic at a time and run through various scenarios in my mind. So I guess there is a strategy behind it, but I've never really thought about it until now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the purpose of this interview, to get behind that uh, the mastermind of what's happening. Um, <laughs> now, as, a, as an Aussie, you had to like travel a long way. I mean, tell us how many hours uh, you had to travel to get to London uh, well, my teen sister queen and my director and I, we were in transit for over 36 hours uh, from the time we left home to the time we actually arrived in London. <laughs> so, I mean, when it comes to packing, it's it's fair to say you're pretty qualified to give some advice. Um, how, yes. did you, how did you pack things like your, your evening gown and how did you even plan to be away for several weeks? I look, it was, it was tough. Um, that was a lot of stress for me leading up to the pageant. Um, you know, everybody said, Oh, you stressed about pageant week. And I was like, no, I'm stressed about packing. (laughs) Um, for me, that was a really big deal. This pageant was very different in the fact that we needed lots, you know, normally at a pageant system, you need one evening gown. Well, I needed three. (laughs) Um, so it wasn't just a matter of getting one over there. It was a matter of getting the three plus the pageant wardrobe. Plus I was traveling, after with my boyfriend for another two weeks. So I needed to pack 
for an extra trip as well. So I wasn't just packing for a pageant, I was packing for a, a holiday. Um, and it was freezing over there and I'm not used to cold weather being from sunny Queensland in Australia. So that was actually probably the biggest challenge for me packing leading up to this, the, the face of the globe pageant was um, trying to make sure everything fit in the suitcase and, and the weight. The weight is the biggest issue because the airlines are really fussy about that these days. Well, um, so the way I got around that was lists. <laughs> I'm a huge list maker. I love writing things down and getting my ideas out onto paper um, so I spent the weeks leading up to the pageant just writing every time I thought of something little I might need, I just packed it, put it straight onto a list. Uh, and then about three weeks before I needed to start packing, I wrote it all down and my list actually covered two A4 pages, which was huge. Um, but yeah, so I just made sure I had everything written down. And then once I was ready to pack, I put everything out of my bed so I could see it all. And then as I put each item into my suitcase, I thought, right, what is this item for? And do I need it? Anything that didn't make the cut got left out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's probably how I dealt with it. Um, and I had the help of my, my parents as well. My mum and dad actually took my ball gown in a separate suitcase over before I even left the country. So that was really helpful. Um, and do you want to hear a funny story? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so my parents took my ball gown over uh, and they arrived in, in London before I, I did. Uh, anyway, the day after I arrived, I woke up uh, and received a text message from my dad. And it said, hi, Erin, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm writing to you. This is all my fault. Mum and I were checking out of the hotel and I've put the bags out on the street. Uh, I had to run in and give something to mum. And when I came back, uh, the suitcase with your dress in it was gone. I'm so sorry. We're at the police station now trying to sort it out. Um, I read this message and, of course, <laughs> got into full meltdown mode. <laughs> oh, my god! Um, I started crying. I was in a heap on the floor. All that calming that I'd done just went straight out the window. Um, my director just went into a flurry. Just she was running around trying to find dress stores online that we could go to to get me a dress. Uh, and my poor teen queen was not knowing where to look because I was hysterical. Um, and I called my boyfriend and I'm, Chris, my dress is gone. And I've just lost the plot. Anyway, meanwhile, my father was trying to call me uh, and I answered the call and I said, what's going on? And he said, April Fool's. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> not cool. Pageant dads everywhere. Not cool, Do dad. not do that. Pageant dads everywhere. <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> not hashtag not cool. Okay, so yeah. that that's traumatizing. Um, and you know, way to go for you not um, you know, really beating up your dad <laughs> and just saying I would have been like, bring on the sugar, <laughs> forget it, bring on the. Sh I can't deal with this anymore. Okay, so now regarding to the actual bags that you packed it in, did you do kind of one of those duffel bags with two wheels or um, describe the actual suitcase and, and kind of what you put in each suitcase because that could help the girls okay. strategize. Yeah, absolutely. So with the pageant planet, uh, sorry, with, sorry, with the face of the globe system, you're actually only allowed to take one suitcase to the pageant. This is because uh, when we meet in London, we then move the pageant from London to Paris and we all got to get on these huge coaches uh, and it takes us, um, the coaches then get on a train and takes us under the English Channel through the Eurotunnel. 
Um, so each girl's only allowed one suitcase, which I found a huge challenge. Um, I have traveled internationally for a pageant before. In 2014, I represented Australia at International Junior Miss, uh, and I was allowed to take as many bags as I wanted. So of course, it, that was easy, and I just sort of threw everything in. Um, but this it was different. I only had one. Um, so I have a hard shell Samsonite bag with the four wheels on the bottom, and I can highly recommend every single pageant girl get yourself one of those suitcases whether it's a samsonite or another brand but a hard shell suitcase with clips not a zip and four wheels that you can just push it along and you don't have to drag it along behind you uh best invention ever saved my life numerous times uh and my back <laughs> and it's just been wonderful uh and packing for that so the one suitcase had to fit everything um I made sure that all my shampoos, conditioners, hair products were transferred into those tiny little travel size things. Um, I sat there for about four hours one day pouring everything into little jars uh, to save space and room. I uh, also made sure that I sat there and went through every single piece of my makeup. I only took one of each item. So if I already had a brown eyeshadow, I got rid of all the others. If I already had a black eyeliner, I got rid of the others. I took absolutely nothing that I didn't need over there or made sure I didn't double up on anything. Uh, and the roll technique I have heard is wonderful. I personally don't prefer it because I find that you can fit more in, but that makes the bag heavier, which makes the airlines get mad at you. So I'm, I'm a old school fold it normally kind of gal. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the roll technique, but I'm a guy. So uh, <laughs> it's different. Now, did you put your evening gowns in those luggages too, or did you have a different strategy for that? So the evening gowns, they're your most important item for a pageant. So uh, guard them with your life, as my dad should have <laughs> in that earlier story. Um, so they had my big blue ball gown, the big important one, and mum guarded that with her life, and they had it uh, folded up neatly into a carry-on suitcase, which mum carried with her the entire time to make sure that it didn't go missing or it didn't get lost or certain pageant dads didn't make mistakes. <laughs> um, and I took the rest of the evening gowns just in a carry-on hanger bag. Um, I do have a professional dress bag that I take everywhere, but it proved that it was too big and I have had a drama. I did have one drama with it on a particular airline, so I was really scared to take it again. So I just took the normal sort of hanger and suit bag and then put the evening gowns in that and that was my carry-on on the flight because – you can replace pretty much everything except your evening gown. <laughs> yeah, totally. And we we actually, we just put something on our store um, like two weeks ago. It's pretty neat. It's made to carry your evening gown and a lot of those other accessories and stuff so that you can find it on the Pageant Planet shop. But it, it's, a, it's a pretty slick design and you can even sneak your crown in there too. So really, yeah, for everybody else, I mean, you've already won, but for everybody else, I mean, that's looking at different options. That, that's a good option and, and they can try it out for seven days. And, you know, if it doesn't work, then, you know, send it back. Um, I'm going to get myself one of those because I have to go back and crown my successor in a year. So I have to do it all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely worth um, checking out for sure. It's cool. Um, now, and I also heard another tip from, from somebody else, and this was for wedding dresses. And I imagine that it could work very similar to, um, uh, like pageant dresses. But basically, if you tie, like, if you know that you're going to be making two different connection flights and you want to carry on your evening gown to bring like a little gift for the stewardess and just be like, 
hey, here's some chocolates. Would you mind if I put my dress up here and 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 yeah. they can hang it up for you too? Have you found anything like that? I mean, since you're traveling so much. That's a wonderful tip. I haven't done the gift thing, but I, I will. That's an awesome idea. I did give out little koalas uh, to the stewardesses on the way back uh, and got upgraded. So that was, nice. <laughs> that was definitely worth it. So definitely do the gift thing. Yeah, exactly. I find just being nice and smiling, it, it does the job. Um, plus wearing the crown, they can't help. If you wear your crown and sash, they just fall all over you. They want to take photos and... Oh, excuse me. Um, they do everything they can to make sure that you're comfortable and um, they're very excited to have a beauty queen on board. So if you have a crown, wear it and smile, be nice. Just make sure that you're super friendly and people will fall all over themselves to help you. And I guess that's um, that goes for everyday life too. It's true. It's true. So what's one item under $20 that you said is just, I've got to have this for every competition. What, what would that one item be? Oh, well, that, that, that question came through and I struggled to, to determine what that would be. So I actually have two items, um, but they both are combined under $20. <laughs> um, the first one, and I've got a live feed happening so the people that can see that can see what I'm holding. Um, but I've got a, my peppermint and spearmint herbal tea <laughs> that helps calm me down. I have a cup in the morning before I leave for the day. Um, and I guess it's more a placebo effect, um, mentally calming myself by having a cup of tea. So that item, definitely my tea bags. And also I have this awesome lip gloss. Uh, it's called Beauty Rush by Victoria's Secret. Uh, unfortunately, I can only buy it in the US. So I need another trip to the US to be able to stock up. But it's um, strawberry fizz flavor and it's the most shiniest lip gloss I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and I just wear it all the time, but pageant week, you want that glossy glow. So I make sure I have it on hand and in my crown case all the time. It's <laughs> awesome. I love it. Okay. So you're judged in three areas of interview, um, publicity slash appearance interview, um, character interview and informal interview. So talk to us about what each of these different, these three different interview types are and what the judges are looking for in each one. Sure. So the first one you mentioned was the publicity appearance interview. Face of the Globe um, really encourages their girls to get out into the community, get out into the world uh, and, and make a difference. They uh, have a charity, Rainbow Child Foundation, that we all support and fundraise for. Uh, but also we're encouraged to make appearances in our local areas at um, retirement homes, animal shelters, uh, donating items to a, a lifeline or a, a, an op shop that can sell, uh, sell the items for charity money. Um, so well, everything you do in the community has to be put into what we call an appearance portfolio. Uh, and that's like a scrapbook of everything you've done throughout the entire year. And now some pageants have this as an optional thing for girls pageant, uh, sorry, face of the globe is compulsory. You have to do an appearance portfolio to even be considered for the title. Um, so I had that interview and I had a huge appearance portfolio. I digitized it and did everything online and got it sent off to a company I had over 100 pages of appearances and things that I'd done with my Australia title. Uh, and that interview is all about that book. Uh, you have to go in, grab your book, and you sit down in front of the judges and you say what you've done over the past uh, 12 months or, or however long your reign has been, uh, how you went about doing them and, and why you did them. You have to justify why you went out into the community. You didn't just do it because you wanted to win a title. There has to be a reason behind it um, and it has to come from the heart. So the appearance and um, portfolio interview, that's based on, on the book and everything within the book. So you get one minute, oh, sorry, three minutes to 
speak about everything that's in the book and come up with um, some great stories about the appearances that you've done. Uh, the character interview is an interview based on who you are as um, a person and what kind of title holder you would be. Now, in this particular interview, they are looking for, um, the judges are looking for a girl who will make a good title holder and a girl that will um, give the title everything that it deserves uh, and be a leader throughout the 12 months of her reign. Uh, so questions like, what will you do with the title? Uh, why should you be face of the globe 2016? Um, what have you done to deserve it? Uh, and questions like that. So that's the character interview and really nutting into why you would make a good queen. Uh, that was a tough interview. That was really full on. Uh, and I, by the time I went into interview, I was actually really tired. It took a little while to get through the, the numbers of the girls. There were so many of us. And uh, that was a really a tough one to sort of make sure you were on point and uh, really getting out the reasons why you've done what you've done. Uh, the next interview, the third and final one, is the informal interview. And that's just a really casual interview about who you are as a person uh, and things about your background, things about what you want to achieve in the future, uh, and why you chose to enter Face of the Globe. So why did you put all this hard work in? Why did you do what you did? Um, all that sort of thing. So yeah, those are the three three interviews. Really sort of challenging. I've never been into a pageant system before that um, does have three separate interviews. So it was uh, really, really interesting to see that side of the pageantry. No, and that was something that really stood out to me too was the the interview process. Now, something which I didn't hear you mention, um, Lucy, who's the um, national director, and the the outgoing queens are also the judges of, I believe, the character interview. Is, is that right? That's right. Yes, yeah. it's the character, the, the serious one. So you <laughs> which being... I actually thought it was the informal one. No, I got confused. <laughs> okay, so you're so you well. That's that's kind of a good. Uh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> but so you're being interviewed by the director and the outgoing queens, which can be quite intimidating. But I think it's really something pretty special because the outgoing queen should have a say. Um, and who's going to be taking their place? And and I always feel like the director, since they're going to be working with you, Aaron, like they should have it say and who's crowned too. So I, I thought that that was a really cool component of the pageant. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think it's so important that a director has a say in her girls um, because, yeah, you're right. She She's the one picking the, the – I, I always refer to her as a, a title, as a job. She's the one who's hiring you uh, for the 12 months. So why wouldn't you want to sit in an interview and make sure that – who you're hiring is who she says she is. <laughs> yeah. Now you were also, um, like, let me ask you this way. What's your advice for connecting with the judges in each phase of the, these three interview, um, gosh, phases, gosh, that is the worst way to ask a question. Let, let me try. No, so no, I, I understand. <laughs> what's your advice for connecting with the judges and really just making a lasting impression on them in the different uh, interview sessions? That's better. Yeah, I love that. Cool. Um, my biggest advice is know the reasons why you are sitting in that chair. That's the biggest piece of advice I can give. Don't waffle. Know your points. Know why you've entered. Know why you want the title. Know why you would be a great title holder and have the confidence to to tell them. Say, I, I sat there and I was, you know, I was pretty harsh back to them. I just gave really quick answers. You know, they, they for example, they asked me a question, um, what makes you stand out 
uh, versus other contestants. Now, this is a really hard one because every girl is different and beautiful in her own way. So I actually twisted it and I said, I believe I would be a good title holder for the face of the globe system because I'm an international girl and I come from a foreign country. Uh, at that point, face of the globe hadn't actually had any winners outside the UK and Europe. Uh, and they are trying to expand to be a global pageant and something that's recognized huge around the world uh, internationally. Uh, so I said to them, and I said this in front of Lucy Hyde, you need a pageant girl and a title holder who comes from a foreign country. You need to expand this business and expand it globally. And to do that, you need a girl who stands out, a sir who comes from a, a foreign land. And I'm that girl. I come from Australia. It's exotic. It's awesome. Um, and here I am. I'm ready to do this. <laughs> Love the moxie. Now with the interview, is it like 30% of your score and then that's divided in three or do you remember how that's scored? I don't. The yeah, one thing that I choose to, this is a probably another strategy for girls out there. Uh, I don't know. This, this will work for some girls. It, it won't work for others. I tend to stress. So I actually don't. I look at the judging criteria, but I try not to obsess over it. Um, I don't try and remember anything. I just know the sections and know what I have to do in the sections and, and focus on that. So I unfortunately don't remember the scoring, um, but it is quite a large chunk because they are the three interviews. Um, so it, it was a large percentage of the scoring. Yeah, especially if you have test anxiety, you know, if if you're going into a phase of competition, you realize, oh, man, it's 30% of my score, you might overanalyze it, overstress, you might not do as well versus something that's like 5%, you're like, oh, big deal, whatever. Um, exactly. And just depending on your personality. Yeah. So it's really important to know yourself. I mean, and, and you, I feel like that's the common thread in, in this interview right here and really why you won is that you have an acute understanding of who Aaron is. Um, and you play yes. to your strengths. That's awesome. Yes, that's exactly right. Yep. <laughs> Said it well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. You were also judged on your work with your charity. And you personally, I mean, you raised quite a bit of money. Um, how much do you raise again? For um, the Rainbow Child Foundation, I raised $1,100 uh, Australian over the last 12 months. Um, but in my time in pageantry uh, for the last nine years, I've raised over um, $15,000 for different charities. I mean, that is, that's amazing. And that's $15,000 in Australia, which is like 30000 US. No, I'm kidding. But I mean... Well, not quite double. <laughs> about, tw about 20, I think, US. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. So... Um, no, in your opinion, what's the key to, to raising funds um, for these different charities? Oh, I've done so much. Uh, the biggest tip I could give is be creative. Um, there's so many things that you can do that raise just little amounts of money. Um, you know, you've got your common raffles, sausage sizzles, things like that. Um, I had recently moved to a, a new town when I began my fundraising. So I had lost all my connections that I'd had in my previous uh, hometown. So I had to sort of start from the bottom. Um, but my workplace is quite large. So my very first fundraising uh, venture that I did during Face of the Globe was actually lolly bags. Uh, I just went to the local supermarket, bought a whole bunch of lollies and some little bags uh, and sat on my bed for about four hours and did up hundreds of little lolly bags. Uh, I sold them for $2 each just at my local workplace uh, and whenever I went to an event. Um, and it, it wasn't a huge fundraiser, but I was able to connect to people on a human level when they bought them. So 
you know, here's $2 for a lolly bag. Oh, what's it for? And then you could explain it's for the Rainbow Child Foundation and, and they do this, they do this important work. Uh, so it wasn't huge events that I focused on, but rather smaller things that connected to people. Uh, I also uh, did a chocolate drive. So I had about 30 boxes of chocolates sitting in my living room, which was really, really tough when I gave up sugar. <laughs> Um, also I did a children's, uh, charity event. So, uh, a children's pajama party. And also I did a second one, a pizza party. Now I'm, uh, I used to teach at a local dance school and they've been wonderful, wonderful supporters of my face of the globe journey. Shout out to Cherie Sky Dance Center. <laughs> um, and they helped me host, uh, children's pajama parties where we played games, ate yummy food, uh, and just had fun. Uh, and I, I loved those, those pajama parties because it's, I think it's really important to teach young children um, from an early age that philanthropy is important and giving back to others is is what we do as humans. Um, so my favourite events, I guess, were my, my children's pajama, charity pyjama parties. The good thing about doing, like, creating that small bag and selling them for $2 is that it creates momentum, like, for you, and it creates yeah. belief that you can raise. So maybe it only raised a few hundred, but then you start to, it gets the brain working, you're, you're in motion, and you're like, well, maybe I can do something for $5, $10, and then it just starts snowballing. Um, another thing, when, if you're in, let's just say India, where, I mean, one US dollar is like seven or eight rubies, um, don't be overwhelmed so much about the amount, because if you go to an international pageant and you're up against an Aussie like Aaron, you're not going to raise anywhere near because your your currency is worth so much less. And that's not to discourage you, but I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong in this, Aaron, but what they look for is they look for kind of how much you raise based on where you are and like the efforts that you put in. It's not like just specifically the dollar amount. Is that right? Absolutely. It's the efforts and the, as I said earlier, the creativity, you know, what have you come up with personally? What have, you know, they're, they're not wanting somebody who's a cookie cutter of someone else. Uh, they want original ideas, somebody who engaged in her community and, and really got both the Face of the Globe brand and the Rainbow Child Foundation out into the, the world. And I would like to add as well, the Australian currency is actually only worth half of what the currency in the UK is, which is what Face of the Globe uses. Um, but the overall charity winner, Emily Martin, was from Australia, and she raised a whopping thirteen thousand pounds, which in Australian dollars is about twenty eight grand or twenty eight thousand dollars. Sorry. Um, so it can be done. She came up with some wonderful ideas, and she did a youth dance event out in her local town and charged ten dollars per person to come and played music and had awesome smoke machines. And there's so many different ways of reaching out to your community. And I, you, I guess what you said, it's about the effort put in and about the creativity. Um, so even though Emily's currency was only worth half when converted, she still walked away with the Miss Charity title. That is amazing. I mean, like when you put it in perspective like that, and it was just, I mean, it was well over a hundred thousand pounds that they raised yes. for the rainbow charity, which is just amazing. Um, oh, so cool. <laughs> Okay, so now you're also judged on your, your public speaking skills. So what are your tips for, for both writing and, and actually delivering your speech? 
Sure. Um, I have been giving speeches since I was uh, knee-high to a grasshopper. <laughs> um, my mum used to uh, teach speech and drama when I was really young. So from an early age, she used to make me recite poetry and she'd give me a poem and make me learn it off by heart and recite it back to her. Um, so I guess that tip, and with that, I, I've been able to public speak quite well from a young age. So I'm probably not the best person to ask in terms of tips because I find it quite easy. Um, however, you could apply that to, to, to pageant girls. Take an item or a, a, a monologue or something that is not got anything to do with pageantry, learn it, and then recite it off by heart to loved ones. Um, and do it often too. Once every couple of weeks, learn a new one and recite it off by heart. This gets your brain working out how to memorize things and, and how to deliver them in the way that they're meant to be delivered. And then you can apply that to your speech. Um, another thing, uh, again, shower <laughs> and the car. I, I talk to myself. Every time I'm alone, I, I must look like a total crazy person because I just walk around the house speaking to myself. And I find that the, the thought process and actually verbally delivering it helps me to then do it on stage in the way that I want. Um, so in the shower, you, you speak. I, I never fully string a, a speech together and fully memorize it. I prefer to get across, like I memorize points that I want to talk about. Um, although for the, the Face of the Globe speech, I actually did memorize that one because um, it was only one minute and it had to fit within the minute, otherwise they cut you off. So it was really important that I got across the points that I needed to get across within the, the 60 seconds. Um, but I memorized that and I did forget a little bit of it. So uh, that technique didn't quite work for me. So the best technique I guess I could give for pageant girls is talk out loud, do your speech around the house. Um, the best way I've ever memorised something, I memorised a seven and a half minute famous Australian poem for one of my other pageants. Uh, and the way I did that was actually listening to it in a voice recording in my headphones over and over again for about a month. I just had this, these earphones in constantly. I played it through my car, I played it through my speakers at home and it was just my voice doing the poem over and over and over again. Um, you know, we all learn song lyrics in the car, so why not our speech? <laughs> That's great. Another area of competition is photogenic. So what do face of the globe judges look for? I would say um, confidence. Uh, a girl who is comfortable in her own skin just emits a sense of beauty that can't be bought or painted on with makeup or a dress. Um, I, think, I personally believe that photogenic beauty comes from within. Every single person can take a beautiful photo if your soul is shining through in that picture. Um, so, again, connecting back to you, going into that photo room before your photo shoot, centred, calm, and and knowing that you are beautiful, and then portraying that to the, the, the photographer. Um, of course, it, it's it's very helpful to make sure that you know a few poses so you're not standing there like a stunned mullet. <laughs> uh, so I, I had a few up my sleeve that I'd practice in front of the mirror. Um, yeah, so I think my, my biggest tip is is just be inner confident and that will come across in confidence in your photos. Yeah, it's, I mean, and the more you do anything, whether it's practicing smiling for a photo or, you know, giving a public speech, the better you're going to be at doing that action. So, you know, practice makes perfect. Exactly. How should girls go about selecting their evening gown? I mean, we already, I mean, 
girls watching and listening are going to have a nightmare um, based on what your dad said. But <laughs> how did you go and, and select your, your ball gown? Oh, Stephen, call me the queen of dress dramas. I I have done several pageants and every single pageant I have some sort of dress debacle, whether it be a gown not fitting, uh, a gown not arriving. Um, I've, I've had it all. <laughs> um, so for me, dress choices has always been a really difficult one. Um, plus, in Australia, pageantry is not quite a big, uh, as big as it is in the US. Uh, in fact, it's a very very small pinhead in a huge drop of the Australian ocean. Um, pageantry in the US is so much more developed and so much more full on than what we have in here in Australia. Um, and because of that, we don't have a huge resource of gowns to choose from uh, for pageantry. I'm talking national, international level gowns. Um, the only way we can really source dresses is by purchasing uh, online from the USA. So a lot of my gowns come from the US. Uh, this particular pageant, though, the face of the globe, they uh, team up with a sponsor called Red Carpet Ready, uh, and they're based in the UK, and they offer a discount to all girls who are competing in the face of the globe system. Uh, so obviously, when you're competing and there's a sponsor available, uh, I think it's definitely worthwhile using that sponsor and making sure that uh, you utilize what the pageant is, uh, what support the pageant is giving to you. So I, I went through Red Carpet Ready uh, and they had a catalog and I, I went through and, and sort of thought, uh, sorry, I should specify, face of the globe, specify that you must have a ball gown. So for the um, first night, the presentation night, and then also the, the gala night where we were crowned, all girls must be wearing a ball gown. Now, with that in mind, um, I knew that I wanted something quite simple um, I'm not I'm not about the frills or the fur or all that sort of thing. As long as it was blingy and uh, came across in a simplistic elegance, uh, I was I was quite happy to, to. I knew my parameters. So with that in mind, uh, I went through the red carpet ready catalog and selected a dress. Um, color is quite important too. I <clears throat> you've got to make sure that you select a color that works on you. Um, don't pick a colour based on the fact that it looks good on someone else. Make sure that you, when you do go and try on gowns or, or are colour matching for a dress that you've chosen online, do your hair and makeup and, and have the tan on that you'll have on stage and, and hold that colour up against you. Make sure that it works with your hair colour and your skin and all that sort of thing. Um, I know that royal blue works for me. I was crowned as the Australia queen in royal blue. So I, I sort of played it safe and went with royal blue for my ball gown. But um, I knew that it worked. I knew that I felt confident in it. I knew that it was a classic colour uh, and that it wouldn't stand out for the wrong reasons. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess they're my tips. Make sure that you know what you like to wear, how you, what styles you're comfortable in. If you find that you feel a little bit hippie, probably a fishtail might not work for you. Uh, all that sort of thing. So yeah, <laughs> I guess they're my tips. Love it. it the last phase <laughs> of competition in which you're scored in is is the fitness round. So talk to us some of what this fitness round entails because it's not your usual uh, swimsuit uh, phase of competition. And how did you physically prepare for this and what helped you be overly successful? Oh gosh, Stephen, I... <laughs> I am like the least fit person I think you'll ever meet. I just test 
fitness. I I hate exercise in all forms. The best you'll get to see me do is um, walking out on the street, like just going on a casual walk. Uh, I do climb mountains occasionally with my partner, but I whinge the whole way. <laughs> um, so I'm probably not the best person to ask about this, but I will touch on the actual face of the globe fitness section. Uh, there's an awesome guy who actually runs the Rainbow Child Foundation. His name is Chico. Uh, recently, he started a fitness program called, I think it's Block Fit. Uh, and they do this really high-intensity program, um, sort of like dancing and Zumba and boxing and all that sort of thing, all rolled into this one awesome hour program of high-intensity music. Uh, so they piled all the girls into a room, uh, and I actually was really sick that day. Uh, because I'm a sunny Aussie, the minute I stepped off the plane into the cold English weather, I just got the flu like you wouldn't believe. So I was actually really sick throughout pageant week, which just was another challenge I was presented with. Uh, so I've sort of gone downstairs with my blocked nose and my cough uh, and thought, oh, Lord, how am I going to get through this? Uh, so I had to really draw on some positive emotions to, to get the, the energy. But I'm a huge fan of fake it till you make it. So I plastered a huge smile on my face and pretended like I was having an awesome time, even though I was in fitness hell. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it, it worked for me and I, I got through top 10. But um, yeah, they, they do this program and they for an hour and then out of each division, they pick a top 10. Uh, and they then take the top 10 into what I like to call the torture room of fitness. <laughs> Uh, and they have these really cute fitness guys who run a circuit program uh, and the, the top 10 are then required to, to do this fitness program and it's judged by the past queen, uh, the fitness gentleman and some of the face of the globe team as well. Uh, so, yeah, that I guess mentally preparing and physically preparing I, my boyfriend was a huge, or now fiancé, is a huge support of mine. So he dragged my sorry butt outside <laughs> for the weeks leading up and made me go on runs and walks uh, just so that I wouldn't pass out in fitness. Um, but, yeah, I think if you're not the, like me, if you're not, if you're not physically inclined and you do have a fitness test to, to get through, um, make sure that you look like you're having fun. Uh, it's even if you're not, and even if it's not your thing, it's part of the, the syllabus for the pageant. So, so do it, do it well, do it to the best of your ability. Um, but yeah, sorry, I can't answer that anymore because I'm just, I'm not a fit person. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, if you've never experienced it, it, it really is something just very unique. So, I mean, I likened it to like an intense gym workout when you were in high school. I mean, because you're doing not the normal like bench press, whatever. I mean, you, some people are like carrying other people on their back, and I mean, it was it was like really intense stuff. So, um, yeah, certainly something you need to be in physical shape for. You just not need to. You're not going to win this phase by just looking skinny or looking healthy. No. You, you need to. Yeah, you need to be able to push through some pain and and actually do it. Absolutely. Girls were sore the next few days. I saw them in the I lobby like, walk. oh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't walk at Disney. I was in so much pain. I, I, Even one of the directors, when I, I got through, um, she, in a British accent, I said to her, Lucy, Lucy Standall, I don't know how I made it through. And she said, I don't know either. I thought it was a joke when they put you through. <laughs> Sorry, I yeah. That's <laughs> Excuse awesome. me, I've just I've got a bit of a cough, but yeah, it's uh, 
look, they're not judging you based on your body or what you look like. Uh, the Face of the Globe fitness test is purely to promote a healthy lifestyle and make sure that the girls are aware of um, how, to, how to be healthy, how to live a healthy life. So it's not just the fitness side. We actually did a written test as well, and they asked us questions like, uh, you know, healthy food groups, uh, what vitamins can be found in certain fruits and vegetables. So it was actually a fully comprehensive health test. Um, it wasn't at all to do with, with how we looked. So luckily I do know a bit about health, so I, I think that's why I, I, I was a little bit successful in the fitness area because I, I was able to answer those questions quite easily. But, um, yeah, it's more about pro promoting an overall healthy lifestyle, uh, getting out into the world, being active, that sort of thing. What advice do you have for girls? I, I know you focus a lot on your strengths, and, and that's really your strength is that you do that. But what advice do you have for girls preparing for a really weak point of competition? Yeah. Oh, good good advice. That's a good question. Um, I It's so important to know your weaknesses and, and to work on them. Um, but for me, I... I tend to not focus on the weak points. I sort of go, right, it's, it's hard to word. I don't know how to word this, this answer. But if you do have a weak area, definitely work on it. But don't focus on it so much that it becomes overwhelming that it is your weak point. So find things within that weak area that you are good at. So, um, for example, I oh, uh, fitness. Fitness, I knew that I, I wasn't a huge fitness fanatic and I knew that I would, was going to get puffed and it was going to be a hard yard. That was a weak area for me. But within that area, I thought, right, this is a weak area for me, but how can I make it a strength? I have a bubbly personality and I'm really energetic. So you use that strength within the weakness to draw the weakness higher, if, if that makes sense. So I smiled the whole time. I laughed. I supported the girl next to me. I made sure that I was doing everything else right so that my lack of fitness wasn't noticed, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, can, it totally makes sense. Yeah. So I guess with the weakness side of things is identify the weakness and the area, but then identify your strengths within that and, and really draw on them. Um, so that you're not sort of just working at a dead end or working against a, a brick wall. You, you're sort of you're finding different pathways to, to overcome that hurdle. It's really great. Now, we have a few questions from um, Twitter. People had submitted these, these questions leading up to the interview. And one of them is from Serena Hinsman. And she said, what's your biggest piece of advice for girls wanting to compete in your pageant system? Okay. I saw that question come through. Thank uh -huh. you. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest piece of advice I could give was get out into your community. If you decide to enter face of the globe, you need to be prepared for a full on year of appearances, publicity, media work, uh, everything that falls in under the realm of traditional pageantry, but amplified, uh, Make sure that you are planning appearances, planning charity events, planning publicity events. Make sure you're active on your social media account and you have um, all the correct names for your page. So if you're a finalist, say you're a finalist and not, you know, the face of the globe. Uh, make sure that you are just 
really ready to put 110% in. This pageant system judges girls solely on the efforts that they put in and what they bring to the table on pageant week. It's it's not about the pretty dress. It's not about how you look. It's about your hard work and about what you're prepared to do for charity and for the face of the globe system. Uh, so, yeah, biggest piece of advice is get out into the community, get out into the world, make friends, um, focus on connecting with humanity. Well, and do you mind if I add something that, that I've experienced when I was over there? That is another great thing if you if you really want this title. Yeah. So what I experienced was there was a lot of girls over there qualified and there were a lot of girls over there that was pretty and they had their stuff together, but they they were coming in with other titles or talking about other pageants that they were going to compete in immediately right after yes. Face of the Globe. And so if you're going to compete in this system, and honestly, like, any system, you just need to sell out to yep. that system. You shouldn't be juggling two or three titles, just kind of changing sashes around. Like if you no. really want something, find a system that you really connect with and go for that. If you don't win, then okay, then go to the next system and that, that's completely fine. But don't be juggling two or three titles because if you are that distracted, then you can't really sell out towards that one. And the girl like Aaron, who is sold out to just that one title, she will best you like almost every time. (laughs) Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more with that statement, Stephen. It's you find a system that works for you. Do the research on something that you believe in. Um, I think that's why I had success with face of the globe. The first question I asked before I even entered was what is the mission of this system? And they said it was girls getting out into the community and making a difference in the world. And I said, yep, I want to be a part of that. So make sure you believe in what you're entering into and focus solely on that and, and be be just that, like, well, like you said, only do that one system. Give it all your energy, give it everything you've got and give it a true shot. Our, our final question also comes from Twitter and um, it's Emily Tins, Tinsman. And um, Emily and, and Serena also asked this question, so I'm going to combine the two. Um, Serena said, okay. what's your favorite things about the organization? And Emily is also asking, what's different and exciting about Face of the Globe pageants? I feel like both those questions kind of go together. So if if you would, answer that. Sure. You get to go to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> who, wouldn't, who wouldn't want to enter a pageant that's held at Disneyland? <laughs> uh, look, the, the most different and unique thing about this system is the fact that you're crowned on stage at Disneyland in Paris. How, how much better does it get? I'm sorry. <laughs> and if you win, um, your boyfriend will propose to you after the, uh, the pageant. <laughs> at least that's how it worked for you, right? It did. What a huge 24 hours. I know. I think you wanted a piece of the princess pie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. So, I'll, oh, sorry, I'll continue. I'll continue. Yep, so, yeah, look, Disneyland is, is, is just incredible. Um, but the most exciting and unique thing about the Face of the Globe system um, is the fact that the, the areas of competition so different to your traditional uh, interview, evening gown, fun fashion, talent sort of sort of systems. Um, and obviously I respect every every pageant system and they have the, the areas of criteria because that's what they look for. Um, but personally, I found connection with the uniqueness of the way the face of the globe pageant runs in terms of um, it came across so much more relaxed. Uh, there was none of this 
stressing before a section. It was sort of like, oh, we've got fitness. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll go do that and it'll be a fun activity with everybody. Everything sort of came across as, a, as an activity rather than as a, a judging area. Um, the biggest highlight I could say was probably the spring fling ball, which was the first night. Um, basically, the girls just dress up like princesses, have a fun time together, uh, chatting and, and having fun. And we get a crown on stage, our, our finalist crown. Um, so everybody gets an opportunity to be, to be crowned on stage. Uh, and that's what makes it unique. It's so much more relaxed. There's so much more time to make friends, make memories, relationships, take photos. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's really, to me, what, what makes it stand out was the, the different areas of competition and, and how they sort of allowed the girls to, to make friends and long-lasting sister friendships. I know that the people listening now, they can go to the pageant planet and they can click find a pageant and then there they can locate face of the globe. They can read about it, read reviews, contact Lucy, et cetera. Outside of that, what are the most active social media channels that you are involved with? And, um, and also what's the specific URL to your website? Okay. So the, um, my, my main page on Facebook uh, for my official Face of the Globe title is uh, www.facebook.com forward slash Erin Stanfield, that's S-T-A-N-F-I-E-L-D, 2016. So that's my Facebook. Uh, I'm also very active on Instagram, which is uh, at Erin underscore Face of the Globe 2016. Uh, Also have a Twitter, which is just at Erin Shireen. And a Snapchat, which is at Erin Shireen, but I'm still trying to work out Snapchat. So apologies if I don't go on there very often because it's uh, I find that one really challenging. I'm a bit technic- tech- technologically challenged, so that one's a bit hard for me. But uh, also the Face of the Globe website, uh, sorry, pa- uh, pageant has a website and that's www.faceoftheglobe.com. Uh, obviously, I'm involved with the Australian system as well, and that's faceoftheglobeaustralia.com. Uh, and they also both have Facebook pages. So face of the globe and face of the globe, Australia. That's awesome. Well, I, I always appreciate like how much you've been a supporter of the pageant planet. And I mean, like way before, um, you got crowned and I mean, you know, you're just an awesome person. It was really cool to be able to, to, to see this person I've been communicating with, like the, the handle and then also come to life, um, over there in London. So super cool. Appreciate all you do. You're amazing. Thank you. Stephen, I do have a question for you. Um, before okay. I actually logged, uh, logged on to this Skype call, I did a quick Periscope session myself. Uh-huh. And one of the finalists from Australia, I said to them all, does anybody have a question for Stephen? <laughs> uh, and one of the finalists from Australia actually said, Stephen, what is the biggest piece of advice you can give to a new pageant girl who's starting out? Ah, uh, well, Thank you for that. I mean, <laughs> thank you for asking the question. I've never had it turned around on me before. Um, <laughs> my best, my best piece of advice is train your mind as you do as diligently as you do your body. Um, most girls, they spend so much time, effort, and energy perfecting their hair, their makeup, their wardrobe, but they neglect the most important element, which is what you believe about yourself and what you believe is what's possible for yourself. So what happens is externally everything looks flawless and then you go into the pageant and you're surrounded by 50 60 sometimes 100 plus girls that are equally beautiful equally talented and you start to like question yourself 
And so before the, the pageant's even over, you've psyched yourself out and you said, there's no way I can beat Aaron. There's no way I can beat whoever. And you start to make it about the other person and you start to cast yourself in a negative light. So read books, listen to podcasts like this one and other really positive ones that help feed the belief that you, that there is something special about yourself and that you do deserve the win, the crown that you're shooting for. So that's going to be my advice. That's wonderful. Thank you. I, I couldn't agree more. I love how passionate you are about, about girls finding their confidence. It's just beautiful. It's an absolute honor to be interviewed by you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Erin. Have an amazing day. You too. Thanks so much, Stephen. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.